I don't know what you got going on in your world, but I'm telling you what, there ain't nobody in the room that couldn't reach over to that cheer knob and crank it up a couple notches and be okay. Okay, you, you, you need to get your cheer on, okay? I said you need to get your cheer on. God has been good to you. I said God has been good to you. I said God has been good to you. Somebody needs to get their cheer on. We ain't going no farther. Can somebody get some cheer going? Come on. Cheer up. Cheer. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm dealing with. Yeah, we do. You're dealing with the same life everybody's dealing with. Okay, you got stuff. We get it. You got stuff. But I'm telling you that that stuff is, is, is not by mistake. God, God knows what he's doing. Cheer up. I am certain. I am sure. I believe God. How many people do we have in here tonight that just believe God? Do you have the guts just to believe God? Do you have the guts to believe God? I know why you're slow to answer. Because it takes guts, man. I'm sure that God's going to do exactly what he promised. I'm certain that God's going to do exactly what he promised. But cheer up. Cheer up. Look at your neighbor and say, man, you should be happier than you are. Well, you know, I, 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 I've been dealing with some stuff and people have made me so upset. People can't make you nothing. They can't make you anything. You know, it's, it, God can't make you happy. If God could make you happy, you'd be delirious. If I could make you something, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about making you happy. I'd just make you a tither. You know, you, these are decisions that you make, and, and you gotta you, you gotta cheer up because he's gonna do what he's promised. Think about his promises. Think about his promises for a minute. And he said, man, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm going to cause all things to work together for your good. I, I'm going I'm to go out in front of you, and I'm going to declare the end at the beginning. And then I'm going to come take you from the beginning towards the end. I'm going to direct your steps to have a collision with the purpose for which you were created. I'm going to use you when the world's tried to abuse you. I'm going to heal you when they try to hurt you. I'm going to elevate you when they try to deflate you. you know, think about the promises of God for a minute and get your cheer on somebody you know uh, but every promise has a process and remember that that man okay but i feel like i feel like life is mocking me that's part of the process i feel like i'm being beaten that's part of the process i feel like i'm being crucified and humiliated that's part of the process but cheer up i'm gonna rise again cheer up you're gonna rise to the top again cheer up that what what looks like it's got a hold on you it is it ain't he's got his hand on you I said, he's got his hand on you, and he ain't going to let go. Come on, somebody. I mean, you know, God's got a good grip. I said, God's got a good grip. I said, God's got a good grip. I said, God's got a good grip. You know, every once in a while, you know, we just need to have like a Holy Ghost blow up. You know, this casual Christianity stuff sometimes drives me nuts. You know, well, man, you can be so intense. You know how many times I've heard that? You can be so intense, so intense. Man, you can be so intense. Yeah, but can I just share something with you? If I was sinning, I wouldn't be sort of sinning. Man, I'd be sinning. Hello? You know, hey, if I was, was going to go drinking, trust me. 
We'd get some drinking done. Okay. Matter of fact, if we were going to throw down, somebody's carrying one of us out of here. Okay. You, you know, I'm sorry, but the, but the enemy that I'm fighting isn't a casual enemy. The devil that I want to humiliate, he, he ain't just playing a game. See, and a lot of us, what we've done is we, we, we've slipped off into this weird uh, place, you know, and it's like, it's so casual, it's so convenient, it's so, uh, it, it, it's, it's politically correct, and I'm telling you, that it's killing, casual Christianity is killing believers, okay? And it's hard to, to step out in audacious faith if you're nervous about what somebody else is going to think. And every once in a while, you just got to get something on the inside of you that just stands up and say, hey, let's slay five or six hundred people in the Holy Ghost. Let, 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 let's, let's have a baptism of, of speaking in tongues. Let, let's do something crazy for God. Let's let God be God for a night. Hmm? You're thinking right now, we should have went to the lake. No, you're where you need to be. Check it out. No eye has seen. No ear is heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. How many know that there are some things prepared for you? Okay, prepared, made ready in advance, in front of you. Okay, so there are things before you, there are things before you that, uh, that I think were so far before you that they were there waiting on you before you were birthed. It's before you, and he is leading you to the thing that he's prepared for you, okay? And you haven't seen it yet. Look at somebody say, you ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. But God is trying to reveal the things that he has prepared for you. He wants you to see it, recognize it, know it. That's why he gives you his word, because his word is pregnant with his thoughts. And, and you, you, you begin to meditate his word, and you begin to think his thoughts. You begin to think his thoughts, and you begin to see what he sees. And he's wanting to show you something. I'm telling you, God wants to show you something. And a lot of us are looking for this huge thing. I bet, I bet what God shows you is, is there's probably some little things that you need to see before you can see the big thing. Okay, before you see the big thing manifest, there's some little things that you need to be willing to see. Okay? And, and, and you need to look at it. Look at somebody and say, just look at it. Look the other way and say, just look at it. Look at the screens. Oh, look at that. Like a Look at that. That's nice and shiny. Well, it's a 78. Yeah, it's looking good. It looked really good. Yeah, it's got original paint, too. I mean, yeah. People that owned this thing before me must have put the thing away in its Long Island, New York garage every day of its life. Oh, go figure. Look at that. Oh, look for, at that. Got it for 700 bucks. It's real clean. It can work on it. It's every, The things are not packed real Right, 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 right. There's still a lot of room to work <laughs> So with yeah. that consideration, right. you know, I'll go down. <laughs> you uh, still do it. Park that seven. Park that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> you know, when I see a car like this, first thing I do is I say, would you look at this? You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Oh, would you look at this? Yeah, well. Would you look at that? Yeah, there's a few more blemishes on the car. The oh, car, my gosh. Just car, look at the it. The car is not perfect. Just look at it. <laughs> just look at it. Yeah, well. What the heck is that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look at this. You got me running all around the car. <laughs> yeah, the only point. Oh, would you look at that? Put that just on. look at that. I can't pull it out either. I'd have to drill it. Why can't you just look at it? Yeah, it's sad. It's the only mark I on mean, the car. I mean, just look at it. Yeah. I mean, just get a look at that. 
A cop did that. A cop. Oh, where is he? I'd like to look at him. Yeah, went, over, went, over, went over and tried to fight it. Yeah. They told me we're not required to post warnings here in New Jersey. Oh, would you look at that. There Listen, I got pulled state. over in Jersey twice for not wearing a seatbelt in the passenger oh, seat. Yeah. In the passenger oh, seat. Really? And got a $40 oh, ticket. Yeah, I said, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Would you look at it? I was so mad. Basically, they got to earn their money the old-fashioned yeah. way. Whenever a cop writes you out a ticket, the first thing you do is you take the ticket and you say, would you look at this? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, if I'd have done that, the cop did it and I wasn't there that night. Yeah, uh, you should have said, look at this, and that would have probably got you off if you told them to look well, at it. That's the thing. Yeah. I went over there yeah, the first this, time yo, to look fight at this. it. Yeah, you got to look at it. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, right, because he had to look at it first. He didn't show up. Yeah, because he had to look at it. Because he had to look at this. You know what the judge did? He probably told you to look at it. He probably had to look at it and say, look at this. And I asked him the second time. I went. See, I figured I was just going to get off. And then he said, look at it. Right. And he said, look at this. And I asked the mm -hmm. I asked the cop, "Where yeah. were you the last time?" He said, the last time he said, "Look at this." <laughs> my guess is he probably did that. Oh, would you look at this? Oh, would you look at that? Look at that! What an idiot! Would you look at this? Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at this! I'd have to I'd have to drill it out. I've tried getting under here. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? You got well, under? Wheel, yeah, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Oh, look at this! Look at that! Yeah, look see, at this. And if you tell that to the cop, they're not going to give you any consideration. Oh, look at that. I, you got to look at it this way, okay? You just got to look at it. That's all you can do anymore. Yeah, I looked at it as right, and I, uh, I see, you know. What I'm hoping is you wake up in the middle of the night going, would you look at that? <laughs> well, just look at it. Just look at it. Look at somebody. Say, just look at it. <laughs> I got something. Just look at this. Look, look, look at nine, Luke 9.62. Just look at it. Here it is. Would you look at that? We want to look at it. Look at that. Jesus said, no man. Everybody say, no man. That includes the ladies too, okay? Okay, it's not just the man, but it's the woman too, okay? But nobody, nobody. Who does that leave out? Nobody. Well, look at that. Well, okay. No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Okay? Nobody. So this is for everybody, right? This isn't, this isn't just for some, but this is for everybody. Jesus is saying it, and he said that nobody that looks back. And, and so he, this is for everybody. You ever been to a church service, and you heard a great message that was for somebody else? Matter of fact, you wish they had been there with you. So you bought a, a CD or got the link and sent it to them. You needed to hear this. This one's not for them. This one's for you. Look at it. Okay. Nobody, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. For God life, kingdom life, the kingdom life, the God life, more life than death, more, de oh, come on somebody, more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair. N nobody that, that launches in but looks back is fit for the kingdom. Three things, write this down. Three things that you need to know about God life, about the kingdom life. Number one, kingdom life requires conditioning. When it says no one is fit, he's not talking about is worthy, is, is accepting, uh, it, no, is fit, it's, it's conditioning, okay, is in shape. So, you, so the kingdom of God, God life requires conditioning, okay? Number two, write this down. It's not the biceps that's being measured. It's not biceps, it's mindsets, okay? It's not your biceps, it's your mindsets. It's not your biceps, it's your mindsets. It's not your biceps, it's your mindsets. And looking back 
Here's the danger is that people looking back are always in danger of never moving forward. So now we're going to just take a minute and talk about it. Okay? Would you look at that? Just look at it. Here, here's the key to God life. Here's the key. Because if no man that puts his hand to the plow looks back is fit, then any man that sets his hand to the plow and keeps moving forward can be conditioned for the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is for every man. God life is for every person in this room. I said God life is for everybody in this room. Okay. Now, now, now nobody, you, you know, uh, gets it without conditioning. Now, check it out. You don't measure an individual's strength by pulling out the tape and checking them out during good times. You, you don't know, you don't know that anybody can look powerful that's unchallenged. You ever know somebody that was really mouthy until the wrong person came in the room? You know, they'd say all kinds of stuff until somebody that was obviously unwilling to deal with their drama showed up, right? See, what you got to do, what you got to do is you got to remember that uh, you got to be strong. You got to be conditioned. You, you, you got to get stronger than you are to get further than you are, okay? You, you, you need to be conditioned, I know what you're thinking. That sucks. That sucks. You, you know, uh, we get all spiritual. You know, when we're watching other people and they're struggling in life, and we get super spiritual, don't we? And we say things like, well, I tell you what I do. Anytime somebody says, well, I'll tell you what I do. Just understand that that is the voice of inexperience. People that have never dealt with what you're dealing with know exactly what you should do. Or we make statements like this. Well, you know, a real Christian wouldn't say things like that until they were dealing with things like that. See, some of us real Christians, you don't know what's inside you until you're under pressure. You ain't got a clue, man. Let, let me just tell you this much. One of the things that life has done for me is taught me to shut my mouth. <laughs> you know, before I went through stuff, I could tell people how I would handle it. Then I went through it and I went, no, that ain't how I handled it. Mm-mm. Because when you're going through it, that's when you find out what's in you. And when you see, see, it's like picking up the sponge and squeezing it. It's under the squeeze that you find out what's there. And see, that's what God's doing. A lot of times we're under pressure and we don't like it, but he's showing you what you got in you. Yes, yes. 
He's showing you that, and, and, and man, let all that nastiness out. Let all that junk out because he's, he's going to let you fill back up with some great stuff, okay? But down on the inside of you, there is some real strength that you don't recognize either because the enemy has you looking at all your faults and all your shortcomings and all those things that a real Christian wouldn't do. But on the inside, listen, on the inside of you is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And if we squeeze long enough, it won't be long till he begins to penetrate that, 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 that fragile shell of your very being. And we're going to begin to see Christ shine through you. I'm telling you, don't be, don't be intimidated by the press. Don't be intimidated by the, by the conditioning. And how do I know if I need more conditioning? Well, you know, here, you know what I've found out is that when you start working out, you get tired really quick until you get conditioned. See, and, and, and so the speed uh, uh, in which you get worn out is kind of an indicator of the level of your conditioning. And what you want to do is increase your conditioning so that you can be more fit for the promises of God. Now, you got to be fit. See, a lot of us think we're fit. A lot of us think we're fit. We think we're in shape until we're in the fire. Look good on the outside. We got, we got the walk down. We got the talk down. Everything's cool. How, how many bakers are in the house? Not, not last name. I mean, like, you can bake. We're just looking for cakes. Okay, right here. We're just looking for cakes. Okay, when you bake, how many of you have ever had a cake fall? Some of the bakers are liars. Okay. Nope. Okay, so he had a cake fall. He had a cake fall. You know, in the cake, you pull it out. A lot of people are afraid to bake. They don't like baking because every time they bake a cake, the cake caves in. And, but other people, you know, they bake a cake, and man, the sucker's just standing up there. It's over the top of the pan, and there it is. And you could go bowling in their house, and it doesn't fall. Those other people, man, they're sneaking around the house and being really quiet. They're keeping everybody, you know, calm. Why? Because well, I've got a, got a cake in the oven. Don't want the cake to fall. <laughs> it's not the noise that makes the cake fall. It's, it's not the flour you use. It's the length of time it spends in the heat. See, if you pull it out too early, it looks done, but any abnormal activity in it caves in. It's like a Christian. It looks great on the outside, but if it's pulled out of the heat too early, any abnormal activity and the sucker caves in. And an abnormal activity can mean somebody sat in your chair. Yeah, I mean, you know, abnormal ad activity could mean somebody beat you to the ice cream line. Abnormal activity could be they expected you to serve when you came to church. Oh, my God. You know, and we're caving in in, in, in a community of faith. No wonder we ain't changing the world yet. Thank you for that huge response. Man, I just need God to start blessing everything I'm doing. No, you need to start doing everything He's already blessing. Okay? And, 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 and realize that what, what keeps bumping you out is because it's the heat. It's the heat, man. People don't like the heat. Because well, they're not fit. They're, not, they're fit for the fun. But they're not fit for the fight. I said they're fit for the fun, but they're not fit for the fight. This ain't no new deal. This ain't no new, new issue. 
and, 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 and church life having some, you know, some chaos and some sparks, that, that ain't new either. Man, Jesus built his team, equipped his team, and then he left his team. They're all bouncing around trying to figure out who's going to be the next Jesus Jr., and, and, and they're having their, you know, they're, they're, they're having their, their little issues. And, and, and there's this other guy that used to be killing Christians. And, and he is now, you know, has, has been labeled an apostle. Can you imagine what the, what the apostles that walked with Jesus thought when the apostles that was killing Christians showed up and was growing in popularity at a higher rate of speed than they were? You want to talk, man, I'm telling you what, uh, you they're just, it's kind of hard when you uh, get into a new community because people, you know, they don't trust you. They got to scrutinize you for a while. They got to pick you apart a little bit. And here comes Paul. And Paul's preaching a message. He's got a revelation that's, that's beyond what some of the other guys have had. And, but everybody's fighting over, over what's going to be right and how we're going to do things. And, and the, you know, the, a bunch of them thought that Christianity was going to be Judaism on, on steroids. And Paul comes along and says, man, let me just tell you something. It's the grace of God that, 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 by which you're saved. And his grace is sufficient for you. And, and he was preaching a radical, radical grace compared to what the other people had been teaching. And, and, and you know, and James is still over their faith without works is dead. And, and, and Paul Paul's out there going, yeah, but when Jesus said it is finished, what he meant is it is finished. And there was a bunch of turmoil right up in the church. And there were moments that they were, they, that, dude, they weren't nice to each other. And, and there was a time that, uh, uh, you know, that Paul's, Paul's popularity was, was so, it, I mean, the church was growing among the Gentiles much faster than it was amongst the Jews. Matter of fact, the Jewish population was beginning to back off a little bit. And, and, and the Gentile population is embracing salvation and, and Jesus and, and believing this message. And, and in different circles, it, like in Jerusalem, Paul was like a rock star. And, and so the, there were people there, there were part, there was a guy by the name of John Mark. John Mark was one of the disciples and he was the cousin of, of uh, who was it? Barnabas. He was Barnabas's cousin and, and, and he had this thing going and, and when they were in Jerusalem, see, John Mark loved to walk around with Paul in the places that Paul was popular. But there were other places where Paul wasn't real popular. There was, there was a real stir going on. And, and there's, there were moments in the journeys that they'd turn around and be looking for John Mark, and John Mark would have just, just disappeared. Where's he at? Nobody knows. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? It fit for the fun, but not fit for the fight. Fit for the fun, but not fit for the fight. You know, I wonder how many people in your life as long as everything's going good, they got you. But turn up the heat a little bit. Where'd they go? Nudge your neighbor and say, would you look at that? <laughs> Acts 15, 36. 
After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord, and let's go see how they're doing, and check it out. Now, now, now Barnabas wanted to take with him John called Mark, John Mark, but Paul thought it best not to take with them one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone, oh, wait, just hold it on this one, we'll, we'll move on in a minute, but hold it. Paul thought, no way am I taking the quitter with me. He shows up for parties, but he doesn't show up for work. Now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that, that uh, you know what? There's something, there, there's a reason this is in the book, okay? And, and, and he said, you know what? He, he's fit for the fun, but he ain't fit for the fight. Look at verse 39. This is, this, this, is our, this is our church, okay? And there arose a sharp disagreement. In other words, they, it got loud, it got harsh, and everybody's fighting, and they actually separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus, which we have no idea what happened because there's no record of it, so it wasn't much. And verse 41, did I give you that one? And he went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. Just a little side note. We don't even have to go there because most of you, most of you will, 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 will automatically know, know, the, know the passage. But see, Paul recognized that the people who are walking with me, man, they need to be, they need to be ready. They need to be conditioned. They need to be conditioned because we're going we're, we're gonna to face opposition. And we're, we're going to face criticism. And, and we're going to face hardships. And we're, we're, we're going to face, you know, you don't know what's coming next. Hello, somebody. I said, you don't know what's coming next. Okay? So, so get in shape now. Because, you know, by the time we get to Acts, what is it, like 16, and, and Paul and Silas are in prison at midnight, and, and, and Silas is a different guy than John Mark. Silas says, you sing, I'll pray, and we'll make our way out of here. It's a good thing Paul didn't end up in prison with John Mark. See, some of you feel bad because other people have marched on without you. Well, it's because you, you've been fit for the fun, but not fit for the fight. What you have to do is get conditioned so that you can be taken into the fight. And you've got to quit trying to get out of the fight. You, what you want to do is win the fight. Okay? See, because a lot of people are willing to do whatever it takes to get out of the fight. You don't want to get out of the fight. You want to win the fight. See, to get out of the fight, what you do is you compromise somewhere. See, you build a compromise in your life, and then we can get out of this fight, and we'll call it a win-win. It's not a win-win. You're walking without victory. You're walking defeated. You're not seeing what God has prepared for you. Okay, why? Because you, you keep trying to get out of the heat. You keep trying to get out of the trouble. You keep trying to get out of the fight. You keep thinking, well, if it's not going easy, then it must not be God. And I'm here today to tell you that if you're walking in the purpose and the plan of God, it's going to be a fight. Fight the good fight of So if you live by faith and not by then you're going to see a fight. See, it ain't your bicep. It's your mindset. How do you see it? Man, you got to choose to see it God's way. Remember he said, hey, if you've been risen with Christ, then elevate your thoughts. Come on, think on, think on higher things. 
Let's get up above this thing. Don't, 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 don't go through life thinking like people who don't have access to God. You have access to God, so you got to think his ways. He's prepared things for you, which means that they're, they're before you, it's in front of you. Before you were you, it was prepared. Okay? And, and there's things out in front of you. There's things in front of you. And just, just check this out, because most of us know this. Uh, we're going to jump to Psalms 23, right? And most of us know this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Somebody say amen. Uh, he makes me lie down and green. He takes me what's best for me, but he makes me lie down in green path. He leads me beside the still waters. Yes, somebody. He refreshes my, hey, he can refresh you when you're about ready to go under. He can elevate you and pick you up. He guides me along the right path. You're not on the wrong path. He's guiding you down the right path tonight. And, and he's doing it not because of your sake, but for his name's sake. Look at this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow, shadow of death, right? The shadow of death, the shadow of death. It might be looking bad right now, but it's because you're looking at the wrong thing. It's the shadow of death. Hey, what does it take to create a shadow? Light. So look past the thing that's got you seeing the shadow and get back in the light again. I'm not going to be afraid of anything. He's with me. I said I will fear nothing. He's with me. I'm not afraid. He's with me. He's on my side. He won't leave me. He won't forsake me. He's not letting go of me. I will not fear because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Hey, you, whoa, wait, look at that. Would you look at that? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things that God has prepared. God has prepared some things for us. What has he prepared? He has prepared a table before me. Where's it at? In the presence of my enemy. O-M-G. Okay. okay, check it out. You've been running from your enemy which means you're running from your promise because your promise is waiting surrounded by your enemy. So when you see an enemy, you turn and go a different direction. Instead of when you see the enemy, you go, table. That would be my table. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Why would I be afraid? He's with me. He's got a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Yes, yes. You know what I need? Amen. I, I need four strong guys. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Just stand, stand, right, stand right here for just a minute. Here. Don't move. You're like here. Come here. Don't worry about them. You don't have to worry about their faces, being able to see your face. They've seen your face before. Just don't move. You got a clean bottle of water? Dirty bottle of water? Got a bottle of water? Can you take the... Well, actually, that's okay. You got a hanky or something? Give me Kleenex. Give me more. Listen, it's going to be okay. We can afford two or three. 
guys doing all right? Yeah? Doing good? Okay, what I want you to do, I, I got you turned a little bit too much. Right there. Okay. What I want you to do is just like in unison, okay, but like with passion, with meaning. I want you to shout something, you know, so you're my enemy, so like, I hate you, okay, okay but in unison, together, and on three. You ready? One, two, three. You're going to fail! Hate you. you suck. <laughs> look, look, look at the look on his face. He's wanted to say that for a year. Okay. He's about ready to graduate. That, that, had some, that had some stuff. See, you, you have these haters in life. You know what? I, you know what? Haters in public, that's awesome. I mean, if you're going to be a hater, be a hater 24-7. Doesn't bother me a bit. You know what bothers me? Is the haters in the circle. That they don't hate you when you're there. They hate you when you're not. Right, and so sometimes the table before you is, is like, oh, you're looking for the enemy. Sometimes you don't have to look far to find the enemy. There's, well, Judas is always in your house. Everybody's dealing with haters. Don't you think you're the only one? But where there's a hater, there's a table. And, and, and what you got to do is, is that you got to, remember last week, don't be a God player, be a God praiser, right? Because you got to know who you are and who's with you. And God is with you. And God will take everything the enemy intended for evil and turn it and use it for your good. So when you see the enemy surrounding, see the enemy surrounding your table is just is to prevent you from what was prepared for you. It's to distract you, to, to, to distract, a distraction means that your traction is lost. It wants you to spin your wheels, go a different direction. But if you can just remember, God's directing my steps. I'm on the right path. Right? Let's start at verse 1 again. Psalms 23. Look, look at this. Here's the stuff we know. The Lord. The Lord. We ain't talking about some jack wagon. We're talking about the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my... I don't lack anything. Come on, somebody. You ain't lacking nothing. There's stuff you think you'd like to have. There's things you think you need. But you ain't lacking any good thing. Why? Because the Lord's your shepherd. Look at this. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He's got my back. He leads me beside the still waters. Hey, he refreshes my soul. But he also guides me along the right path. He also takes me places I don't want to go at the moment I don't want to be there, which is why I can't be addicted to convenience, why I've got to be willing to, to be inconvenienced for His name's sake. He takes me along the right path. Look, he, look at, he, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I don't be afraid. Why? He's with me. I ain't on my own. He is my rod and my staff that comfort me. And then when I get to where the table's prepared, because of what I know, 
Man, he takes everything and uses it together for my good. I'll get down on hands and knees just for a minute and just, just, just hang out there for just a second, okay? Just, just be the table. Because sometimes, you know, when you're going through the valley and, man, you're just starting to get wore out, well, all you got to do is, hey, sit down. Here, just sit down and have a rest. Okay, hey, come here. Rub my shoulders, would you? Hey, would, would, you, would you, like, get the sweat off my brow? Open that up. I'd like a drink. God, you're not good at that. Okay. okay. You know what God's going to do? He's going to use your haters to be your elevators. Come on. He's, he's going to use your haters to be your elevator. And he's going he's to repos- Why? But, but, but you have to see it. You have to see it. Isaiah 43. Hey, you guys are awesome. You can have the rest of that. Go team. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old, for behold, I'm going to do a new thing. Will you not know it? He wants you to know something that you don't know, but see, you can't let what you do know prevent you from knowing what you need to know that has the power to take you where you need to go. He, he said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I'm going to make rivers in the desert. Look, look at the next translation I gave you. Check this out. Forget what happened before. Don't think about the past. Why? If you keep thinking about the past, you'll never move into your future. I'm creating something new. There it is. Do you see it? Can you see it? Look, look next one. Forget all that. Your past is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Yeah, I said your past is nothing compared to what he's going to do. I'm going to do a brand new thing. See it? I have already begun. Don't you see it? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Is that the one I gave you there at the end? You got two or three versions of that. Whoever's a believer in Christ, a new creation, the old way of living has disappeared. Quit looking at that. Come on, let it disappear, pressed out of visibility. Okay, we don't look at that anyway. A new way of living has come. That's God's word. Hey, check it out. Uh, if anyone's enfolded into Christ, he became entirely new. All that is related to the old, older has vanished. It's vanished. It's vanished. Don't be looking for it no more. Check it out in the message. Now we look inside. What, what do we see? Anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. Everybody say fresh start. You get a fresh start. It's created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. You need to go around your life. 24 hours going, well, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Well, look at that. Looks like an old car. No, look at that, man. God's doing something new. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? He's prepared a table for me. Where's it at? Right up there in the middle of my enemy. Would you look at that? Come on, somebody. Elevate your vision. See something new. You got to be conditioned. You got to change your mindset. What was the third one? Oh, stop looking back. Stop looking back. It ain't going to be easy because everybody around you is trying to hold you back. The only data they have to relate to you with is from the past. So, you, so you got, you're going to have to quit listening to their voice. You've got to listen to his voice. Amen. So you need his voice. 
need his voice in your life so that you can have his words so you can think his thoughts so you can see what he sees he's calling you out of darkness where you can't see into light where there's new insight revelation discernment understanding he's pulling you to a new place 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 don't hang back I've screwed up. No, man. God's using all that stuff. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Where God's taking you. You know, there's some little things in your life, but you got to look at it. You, you know, anytime somebody says, well, the way I see it, you need to go, boom, there it is. There is what? There's the thing you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know. Because the way you see it is the way you've always seen it. And that means you're looking back. That means you're not conditioned for what's ahead. You want what God has, you want the promises of God? Then don't be afraid of the conditioning. Go ahead and go through the conditioning because it's going to work for your good. Amen? Amen. He's going to take you somewhere else. Just, just bow your head and let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. God, I know that you're doing a work in us. You are changing us from the inside out. You are taking us to places that we've never dreamt of before. You're going to position us to win and succeed in every given situation of life. And the people that are dealing with hardships, the people that are dealing uh, you, you know, with, with, with heavy stuff, God, let them know that you've given them the strength that they need. They are ready for and equal to anything that comes their way through Christ who's infusing them with an inner strength. Cause our eyes to look up and forward, God. Cause our eyes to look up and forward. We want to be people fit for the fight. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're all going to pray one more prayer together. We're going to pray this prayer together. And, and, and if you're here tonight and you've been living a life that's separated from the love of God, I don't know if, it, if, it's, if, if, you've, never, if you've never had a relationship or, or what you have now is called broken relationship, whatever, the, the, wherever you are, and you know that it's time to get my life right with God. Well, nobody's looking around. In just a minute, we're all going to pray. I'm not going to have you stand. I won't call you out. But I want to agree with you. And if you're going to make this prayer your prayer, I just right now, just hold your hand up and just say, Tom, I'm getting my life right with Jesus tonight. This is my moment. This is my night. I'm getting right with God. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Come on, just a second. We're going to wait for you. I know there's a couple more of you in here, and you're going, man, I just, I'm, I'm not sure. Yes, tonight's night. Thank you. It's awesome. You can put it down. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Everybody pray this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.